It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. All right, great deal going on. You throw down $1 on an NBA game, and if that team wins, you get $150 in free plays. That simple, that easy. All right, I'm Mike Luke. In case you're not aware, John Schuster is not here today, so I will be the one uh, uh, taking us home. Uh, Shane Diefenbach will be in here shortly as well. All right, we got a lot of comments to get to here. We got a lot of level-headed Wildcat fans in here, so I think it's very important to talk about that first and foremost. But as we all know, Arizona loses 79 to 63. And honestly, there's a lot of not great stuff to take away from this game. Um, but the the only thing that I really worry about, guys, is that Arizona, and I was texting with a lot of people throughout this, and we already got a bunch of comments. We're going to get to you guys in just a second. Arizona's got a – how do I put this? The one the one problem that this team does have is that they do get careless with the ball, and you saw that today. How many times did it look like Colorado was basically in it um, – basically just snatching the ball from Arizona. It wasn't like Arizona had the ball and was being pressured, and this was your 40 minutes of hell Arkansas-type defense. That's not at all what that was. This was just Arizona being lazy and careless with the ball. But at the same time, too, Colorado's not a bad team. They came ready to play, and Arizona got punched in the face. And this is really probably the only the second time all season that Arizona has been punched in the face. We're going to get to a bunch of comments and we're going to start off right with one of our favorite people, Robbie. She makes a great point. Considering all the top 10 losses today, I don't feel totally awful about this one. Don't feel good, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, look at it this way. Arizona is now 25 and three. You could be Auburn where you're in the spot where it's what you've lost three straight road games and you're wondering just how good are we? 
this team is going to be okay. This was a bad game for Arizona across the board. I also got to tip my cap a little bit again to Colorado as well because I thought when Arizona hit them with that run where it went from six points to uh, six points to uh, Arizona being up going into the half, I'm like, all right, this one's done. We've seen this one before. And Colorado punched back. We haven't seen that a lot this season against teams from uh, that have been playing the University of Arizona. So, again, got to give them some credit on that one as well. All right, again, got a lot of comments to get to. All right, let's talk. First and foremost, let's talk with the, the Prince of the East Side, Sean Seeley. And, by the way, people, I do apologize. I shaved the beard, as you know, two days ago. Arizona is now one and one without the beard. I'm still kind of peeling and everything. That's gross. But hopefully that if Arizona keeps losing, then we'll talk about something else. But Sean Seeley said, the sky is not falling, guys. We're fine. Let's just get this loss out of the way right now. Honestly, I think there's a lot that you can learn from this and that Arizona is not infallible. This isn't the 1990 UNLV team, or this isn't 92 Duke, where you just walk in there and you've got better talent than everybody across the board. That's just, this team just isn't that good. There's just, you know, there's really no way around it. So they got to play well, but they are really, really good. This team's going to be okay. It's a, it was a frustrating loss for sure, but I don't think that we need to go and just, you know, start saying, my mom's been texting me a little bit and mom, I know you're probably watching right now. And it was a, it was a crummy effort. And I think Tommy Lloyd will talk about that a little bit during the post game uh, presser. We will. I'll try to get some. Uh, I'll try to get some quotes from that while uh, while we're real time, if we can. So, all right. Anthony Humbert said, "Sometimes there just aren't enough rocks." <laughs> from your words to my mouth, or whatever that term is, there, Anthony, you're spot on, buddy. And uh, Scott Schlittenhart, I'm gonna be. I'm trying to be calm. I'm fired up right now, guys. Again, we're 25 and three. We're now what 15 and two in conference, if I'm not mistaken. It's not the end of the world. Everything's gonna be okay. And this is still a team that's a one seed. You look around the conference, you look around the country right now, there's only one team that's locked in as a one seed, and that's the uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Everybody else has an opportunity to get in there, get out. Who knows? I mean, you look at Baylor. They won. They beat Kansas today. They're probably right in there as well. So Arizona, again, is going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Humbert says, unfortunately, this probably puts Arizona squarely on the bubble, according to Joe. Joe Lenardi was Arizona still a one seed. And I would be stunned if that wasn't the case uh, by the time the NCAA tournament hits. Um, Saul Bookman, my boss, one of the coolest dudes out there. Everyone lost. We good. Yes, Saul, you know what you're talking about right there. Saul's in Tucson, though, actually. So I do wonder if Saul had something to do with this. Just saying, maybe it's like the beard. But now let's talk about some of the things that's a little bit frustrating, I think, about what we saw uh, hold on. Put put fake beard on quick. Help cats avoid the turnovers. This was a this was a game though where it was almost kind of a perfect storm here in that Ben Matherin did not play well. It looked like he was going to have your typical Ben Matherin game where you know he hits a bunch of timely threes, gets to the basket, made a couple threes, but other than that, he was out of control and he finished three of 11, I believe from the field. That's not going to get it done when you're a player of his caliber. And I think that's a little bit of something that you're going to have to look at. Dalen Terry. Let's get to Dalen. I'm the biggest Dalen Terry fan in the world right now. I've talked about him at nauseum since he was at uh, Corona del Sol in, uh, in Phoenix. Dalen, Dalen didn't play well today. 
we'd been talking, Schuster and I had been talking pretty much all season about how you kind of know what you're getting with Dalen Terry right now. That really isn't the case. That really wasn't the case today. He looked way out of his element offensively and defensively. What we expect from Dalen Terry is to be that stopper, and he just really wasn't that. Uh, he just really wasn't that guy out there. He's young. I think it also maybe brought me down to earth a little bit that you're probably going to be seeing this guy here in college next year. So that's not necessarily the uh, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. La Shadow Eight, I think, puts it really well. He says listless performance all the way around, frustrating to watch. I think that I think that I think that hits the nail on the head right there, in that this was a team that. You know, they played all season where they've had such motivation. They've had such camaraderie with each other. And they just didn't have that in this game. And I think that's why it was a little confusing. And Tommy Lloyd, the one thing that we've talked about all season is that Tommy Lloyd does not like using timeouts. Now, I don't know that he's ever gone on record saying he doesn't like using timeouts, but I'm generally a believer that, you know, you, you see what you see and he doesn't use timeouts. There were two timeouts, especially in the second half, where – he called it and he was mad and I don't think he was mad that he was missing shots. And, you know, Robbie, I think makes a great point where she says we couldn't buy a bucket in the sketch sketchy refs as usual. It would great points. I think also on top of that though, this was a team that this wasn't their general fire that we've seen. This wasn't where, you know, the team that hits you with the 20 point run and the camaraderie is right there. That just wasn't, just wasn't there. And I think that's a little bit, uh, that's, that's disappointing, especially too. And my guy, Shane Diefenbach is going to be hopping on here in a minute for a few minutes, a few minutes. You wonder how much Arizona took Colorado seriously after ASU blowing them out. Now there's really no excuse for what happened out there, but these are 18 year old kids and they're probably thinking to themselves, well, Colorado's trash or excuse me, uh, Arizona state's trash. We can just show up. But this also goes to show you we're not in the age anymore where there's essentially six teams in the country that can win the national championship. These are all power five schools that have NBA players. Jabari, uh, Jabari Walker is a guy who's going to play in the NBA on the front court. KJ Simpson is a guy that I wanted to touch on just a little bit. XU of A commit. This is the second time that they played where he has looked like a man amongst boys out there. He's going to be a problem for this uh, this team going forward, but or excuse me for the conference going forward. What I do like though is if you were going to have a loss, I think this is actually a pretty good time to have it because, and again, it's not that you want the loss. I've, I've never believed that you want a loss. That's not really anything that, uh, <laughs> that 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 I subscribe to. But this does allow you, though, to regroup. You get back to Tucson because you got a big game coming up Tuesday. You're playing the USC Trojans who are on right now. I don't have the TV on in front of me, so if you guys want to keep a running update for me, it would be very much appreciated. That would be a very good way of backing the A for me. But you got USC then coming in. and Or, excuse me, you're going to play USC. I would rather lose to Colorado and have a totally focused team against USC than vice versa because Colorado's not the type of team you're going to see in the NCAA tournament. USC is the type of team that you're going to see in the NCAA tournament. And to me, that's where I would really like to see this team be able to step in there and make that next move. Now, up front, that's where Arizona's been pretty much all season. You know, they've been incredibly good pretty much all year. And you just didn't really have that out there. And I think that's something that we're going to have to talk about a little bit. All right. 
Now, we got a guy coming in here. You need to be very nice to him as well because he's a really good dude. His name's Shane Diefenbach. But first, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Here's the deal. Throw down $1 on an NBA game. If that team wins, you get $150 in free plays. It's that simple. It's that easy. John Schuster says, bet against. Bet against. The Detroit Pistons, that's your best way to go. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Arizona only. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. <laughs> David Matola says, this felt like Arizona. This felt like watching an Arizona football game with someone coaching. Yes, yes, it did feel a little bit like this. All right, we're going to get all back to your comments and questions in just a minute. But now, let's join by the man with better facial hair than Mike Luke. <laughs> Diefenbach. Shane does great job over on the ASU site. He's really the only person that roots for uh, ASU that I like. <laughs> really being Shane, you guys just smacked Colorado. Yeah, you're playing right now. Yeah. You're hopped in here for a couple minutes. What did you see out there, man? Well, no Coloco. I mean, oh. it, it, it's it, that was the biggest thing. And unfortunately, tonight was one of the nights I bet on Arizona. So it might be my fault on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, that it was, it, it kind of felt like a trap game almost because of what Colorado went through getting smacked by an ASU team that has no business beating anybody by that many points on the road. Um, and obviously, combined with Juve's poor shooting, not able to grab a rebound when they needed it most, and KJ Simpson and the likes having great games. I mean, it was just it, it, everything kind of went right for the Buffs, and everything went wrong for uh, the Wildcats. And I don't know if you've already talked about this, but in some ways, Juve did get lucky today because not only is Gonzaga losing right now, which they probably end up won't losing, but number three, number four, number five. All lost today. Um, yeah. So there's not much so, movement probably in the rankings. But you do wonder. There's probably not going to be a ton of movement. I think Shane hit the nail on the head. We like Shane because Shane knows a lot of stuff about sports, even though he roots for ASU. <laughs> the Coloco thing was – I think Coloco was a little bit of a, a, a head-scratcher for me. Because anybody that's watched this team all year knows that Christian Coloco is not the best player on the team. But when he's right, he's the most impactful player on the team because of what he can do on the defensive side, especially on the backboard right there. And honestly, between Evan Batty and Jabari Walker, they kind of beat they kind of beat them up up front. And Arizona's not used to seeing that. And I think that a lot of people thought with the way that, you know, ASU uh, kind of marinated them for the Cats that, you know, this would be raw meat. Shane, this wasn't raw meat. This was a uh, this was a brutal this was a brutalization out there. Yeah, this was some uh, buffalo steak cooked up well well done. <laughs> well, uh, it, it was a little strange though because Jabari Walker, for the most part, against ASU was held to only twelve points, but re in reality, he only had one point at halftime. He wasn't doing much, and I feel like that in itself really kind of set the tone for this game because it's more of a like a. a pride thing at this point you just got pushed around by a asu team that's not known for being dominant down low in any case they have some height now finally but just they, they don't push guys around and evan batty was getting it done from the three-point line in the asu game and he was again tonight um just a weird weird guy to play against i right. mean well, he yeah. doesn't look like he should really he looks like he should be on the buffalo football team because yeah. he actually kind of look, he's built like a buffalo for sure but, he literally is he is he, built like a buffalo but um, they but, were yeah, go ahead, Shark. I, I just don't think it's much cause for 
panic. I mean, this is the third loss of the year. And again, everything went wrong and everything went right for the respective teams tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Abraham Mendoza, who I referee his basketball games. I'm a man of many talents, Shane. You probably know that I also referee basketball games. (laughs) So, but um, he, uh, the defense was a step slow all night. And that, that's, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. He, uh, how many times did Colorado just get easy baskets, whether that was in the half court, whether that was in the transition, every single time it looked like you were going to get a wide open basket. And that's pretty much what happened to me. I want to hit on this point right here though, because I think this is something that uh, um, uh, Anthony Humbert and Robbie put on here. This is a little annoying to me. Yeah. And I get what I get Tommy Lloyd, what he's doing when you're a new coach, you want to, you know, you you want to you want to allow the guys to be themselves, but at the same time, though, this is also a team that they do chirp a lot at the officials, and it's pretty much everyone. That to me, I'd like to see that uh, that taken down there from an outsider perspective, from an ASU insider perspective. Does Shane see that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I see a lot with, with ASU as well as U of A. I've been seeing with ASU since Bobby Hurley was here. Uh, they, Does they Bobby Hurley talk bad to the refs? Just a little bit. Uh, obviously, you saw it not only with Hurley again this year, but also with Heath getting suspended. Uh, it, yeah, it's something that I'm never not a big fan of, and uh, Devin Booker does it a lot, and he's finally starting to get those calls. But in the NCAA, you don't get superstar calls no matter how good you are. Uh, so, yeah, and then in terms of the defense – it, it, when you look at the numbers, you would think it was they were dominated in the paint, but most of the easy buckets came from the perimeter defense being that mm-hmm. step slow, as Abraham mentioned. A lot of blow buys, which either set up an open three or, as we said, layups. So right. I, I think that's something they can re- easily fix. And again, nothing, the world isn't, the sky isn't falling for this Wildcats team. They will be just fine. They will have the number one seed in the Pac 12 tournament, and I don't really right. see anybody beating them. All right, guys. I wanted to. I wanted. I wanted to put a face to a name. Shane and I like uh, uh, talking a mess to each uh, <laughs> each other on Twitter a lot. Colorado should be better than they are. I said that, but uh, Shane's a good dude. Follow him on Twitter. I'll let him hop back over there for the Sun Devils. You're a beast, bro, and I'll talk to you soon, my man. Thanks, guys. Uh, and catch me if you guys want to slander me. Catch me after the ASU game at around 10, 10 p.m. You can slander him, but be nice in the process, though. Uh, I take it well. Thanks, Mike. Right. Have a good one. Thanks again, buddy. Appreciate you, dude. All right. Yes, Anthony, Robbie, I was going to get to that, um, and I'm curious as to all your guys' thoughts as well. That is getting a little annoying because it's pretty much everybody on the team. Um Oh, by the way, how is Shane this level-headed as an ASU fan? Eh, I don't know. I think he was born into it, but I don't think that he embraces it. I'll put it to you like that. Um, But everybody kind of talks to the officials. Kerr Kreese certainly talks to the officials. Ben does. Dalen does. uh, Coloco did today. Tabellis is kind of the guy that, like, you know, that – that I generally don't like, and I think that that's something that they should look at and probably try to, uh, you know, curtail a little bit. But this also was a Colorado team that showed to Arizona, and I think that I don't think Arizona is going to lose again the rest of the regular season or the Pac-12 tournament. I said it there. I'm not saying they're going to win the NCAA tournament, but I think that they're going to. Uh, I think they're going to win out the regular season because. This team showed that you don't need to be Gonzaga. You don't need to be the number one team in the country to be able to beat this Arizona team. This isn't the 95, 96 or the 95, 96 Bulls. It's not that team. I mean, they're really, really good, but they can certainly be beaten. And I think that's a little bit of the, uh, 
a little bit of the crux here. But when you look at the guys down the roster, and again, the sky's not falling. I still think that this is one of the two or three best teams in the country. If you've looked around the landscape of college basketball, and a couple people pointed this out as well. By the way, everyone, keep those Oregon-USC updates coming for me. I'm counting on you right there. Um, we got USC coming up on Tuesday, which we're going to preview here in just a couple minutes. But I think what worries you a little bit, though, is – you know, how, how's Arizona going to bounce back? And I think Arizona is going to bounce back just fine because USC is a squad that um, will have Arizona's attention. I don't care what happens in this Oregon game. When you've got a guy like an Isaiah Mobley, when you're a top 25 team, you'll have Arizona will have their full attention. But if this is the game that needed to happen, that's fine. And this always seemed to happen too with Lutz teams, especially some of the good teams. You would have a weird last seat, last second loss this obviously wasn't a last second loss, but give you an idea. I think it was 97 uh, 98. They're playing USC and they're going looking to go 18 and 0 for the first time in conference play. And Adam Spanish makes this really weird shot that goes in 17 and 1. The Cats then proceed to roll until the Elite Eight. Oh, wow. All right. Zags down 10 with five minutes and 30 seconds left. Okay. I got you. Let's keep this <laughs> Adam Spanish. Yep. Let's keep, let's keep this one rolling right here. But um, there's always weird losses like that, and I think that's probably something that you know we'll uh, be able to keep an eye on right there. Again, we got all this stuff coming up real quick. Going to pay the bills one last time. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. You throw down $1 on an NBA game, that team wins. You get $150 in free plays. That simple, that easy. Bet against the Pistons, or heck, if you want to try the other route, bet against this or bet for the Sixers now that they have James Harden. They're winning a lot of games as well. You got a lot of stuff going on that right there. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Okay, let's get to some more comments here. Uh, R. Gondal says, not only CeeLo, but Tabellus and Umar were not up to Mark and uh, uh, up to Mark and Mather and got beat on defense a lot. I think what he's saying is that the defensively, this was just a struggle for the Cats across the board right here. This was a team that did not look good, and they didn't look energetic. And how many times have we talked all season? everyone that this is a team that when when they're playing well when the cats are it's free flowing they're smiling they're happy they're slapping each other everybody's doing their thing and you just you didn't really see any of that tonight it was again i don't like using the term listless but it was it was kind of a listless performance out there and i think that that's something that's got to be incredibly frustrating for tommy lloyd because i think here's the thing I think Lloyd can deal with a team that goes and they lose because you know what? It's the Steve Kerr Oklahoma game where you're two of 15 and man, I can't buy a bucket. But when you're not showing the kind of effort out there that I think a lot of people want, I think that's what's a little bit frustrating right there. And I would imagine that Lloyd will get that one corrected. Now, Colorado's in the rear view at this point. All right. We basically, it's not the end of the world. As you all have pointed out, I think Arizona is going to stay about the same. Maybe they drop one spot, but I, I think you're going to be looking at them and probably being third in the nation at the very least. Now, ahead to USC. Obviously, this game against Oregon right here is going to be interesting to see what happens. I think Oregon's going to probably win this game, even though I don't know the score at the moment. But SC is a top 25 team that almost beat Arizona in McHale. SC has all of the ingredients to be able to play with Arizona. They're long, they have shooters, they're athletic, and they get up and down, and they like to get up and down just like the Cats do as well. So 
that's something where I look at and I think that, you know, that they could match up pretty well. But I do think that Arizona is going to win this game because I think you're going to be getting Arizona at the exact wrong time. And I think you're going to get a fully focused Arizona team as well. All right. As a lot of you know, I have a, I got a dog, Bruno, who's trying to kind of get back into his situation and everything. And uh, he's pacing around and causing a lot of problems right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to sign off a little bit early here. I do apologize. Um, Arizona, though, will be – Arizona's going to be fine, everybody. You can trust me on that. In the meantime, check out the AZ uh, – go to GoPHNX. All kinds of good stuff right there from all the different uh, all the different sites. You got the Coyotes. You got the Suns. You got the Cardinals. You got the uh, – you- you got the uh, Sun Devils. You got the Wildcats, obviously. Hit the AZ Wildcats podcast like. And you know what? Again – Really appreciate all of you right there. Okay, it looks like 26-17 USC, five minutes left in the first. Connor, appreciate you right there. And uh, let's get to some questions here real quick. Okay. Uh, Mike, will you be in Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament? I will be in Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. I will be getting in there Wednesday, and I think I'm going to be leaving there Sunday. So everybody up there, I'd love to see all of you up there. It's going to be a lot of fun. The great thing about what we're doing here is it's very much a community-type feel, and I would love to see everybody up there. Again, I'm going to sign off a few minutes early here. All of you out there, all the comments, really, really appreciate you guys. I'll, uh, I'll be back up here. We're going to have a podcast up tomorrow. And we will see you with the full crowd here for the uh, Tuesday postgame show against the USC Trojans. Again, really appreciate all you guys. Can't thank you enough. And we'll talk to you soon.